Good morning, Church. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's so nice to see you, Mike. Welcome. Is Winnie here? We are about to attack her <laughs> with joy. It's so nice to see you. Happy New Year. Good job, good job. Um, do we have any visitors before I move on? My name is Pastor Angie Kimaru. I have the privilege of leading this campus. Do we have any visitors with us this morning? Uh, visiting us on our Thanksgiving Sunday. We have one visitor here, Karibu Sana. I think she has come with Sue Karibu. Welcome. We love having visitors. If um, you're looking for a place to join, look no further. We are a cool family church. Amen. I hope you had a good Christmas. Okay. Some of us had Homa, I know. <laughs> the Homa of Nairobi. <laughs> And so we were home, but uh, we enjoyed a good Christmas with my family. I think none of us got the flu. Just had a good time visiting and eating all the meat in the world. Amen? And I enjoyed it. Because tomorrow we start a fast. Hallelujah. Nobody's saying hallelujah with me. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. That's when the reality will hit uh, about what's going. In fact, I woke up today hungry. I said, what will I make it? Will I make it tomorrow? But I am determined. Amen? So this is our Thanksgiving Sunday where we, um, it really is a family service where we just get to share what God has done in each and every one of our lives. And so everybody will give a, um, will invite people to stand up front right here so that you do not touch the microphone. Amen. So what you do is you just come and stand next to it and give your testimony. And I'm encouraging all of us to come and share what God has done in our lives um, this year. Um, sounds good? And so I want to kick it off with reading a psalm, and then I will begin with my own testimony, because of course I have the mic. Um, it's usually my, my best Sunday of the year. It's opened my devotion for the morning. Thank you. You'll be with me, by the way, the whole time. Um, this is what it says in Psalms 136, and it's going to be the script that we'll use, but I want to share, I want to read the psalm first. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. To him uh, who alone does great wonders, his love endures. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures, who made the greatest lights, his love endures, the sun to govern the day, his love endures, the moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures, who brought Israel out from among them, his love endures, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures, him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures, and who brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven for his love endures forever. It goes all the way to 26. But it's for us to remember what God has done. There's a, a famous Nigerian prayer. There's a book that I like to read, and in that book they say, um, the prayer passport. In that book, it says, um, Father, walk into my life 
and bring healing where there needs to be healing, bring transformation where there needs to be transformation, and bring deliverance where there needs to be deliverance. You can tell I've read the book a lot. <laughs> it also says, roast them by fire. And then it says, all remote control spirits operating in my life. I'm like, remote control spirits? I always laugh in the night by myself when I'm reading them. But I really like that prayer when it says, walk into my life and bring healing. So I want to remember what God has done. We are like the, this is the moment where we come like the lepers and we don't forget to say, God, thank you for what you have done for me. And so we're coming and we're, we're saying it before witnesses. On the second day of uh, 2022, we're saying, God, we remember what you have done. And because of it, we will trust you for bigger things this year. Uh, my, my, my last year was, I felt like God was teaching me about who he is. And understanding that my God is the God who um, parted the Red Sea, really. My God is the God who swallowed up people in the earth. My God is the God who provided meat for Elijah when he was alone in his despair. I was like, what can't my God do for me? What can't my God do for me? And so I want to remind myself what God has done. So the reason I want to encourage us to share is because there's someone here who cannot share because they are broken, whose faith is struggling, and they need to hear that our God still moves. Our God still does miracles. Amen? Let me begin by saying how you guys know I've been praying for our baby, babies rather, for years, about two years, two, three years. Well, since we got married, my husband and I knew we would adopt babies. But then um, the process took forever. Then COVID hit just when they had called us and told us that we had been approved by the government to adopt. And then the country shut down. And then um, the whole of last year, not last year, the year before, you know, the children didn't come. Then in December, just before Christmas, I think it was the 23rd or 24th, we came home with our first son, this is Moturi, we call him Turi, and we were overjoyed to do Christmas with him. We changed all our plans, did Christmas at home, because we didn't want him to be adjusting to several places. And then in February, they called us and said, the other boy is ready to come home. This is Kwame. And the, we went to Nyeri to get him, stayed three days there, uh, so that he could um, adjust. But because of COVID, really, he came home <laughs> scared and terrified. And he refused to hang out with us, actually, for a week. Was it a week or two weeks? Two weeks. He would s sit with the nanny. He just accepted the nanny, sit in the kitchen and look at us and cry. A true story. And so we'd sit, I'd sit in the living room at that position where I can see him. And we just sat there and said, he will accept us. And we said, we will be faithful to stay here. We have committed to being your parents. And then now he, you guys know he's my handbag now. <laughs> he is with me all the time. So when I see my children, like this Christmas, I was so teary because I was like, God is faithful. I was overjoyed because imagine God answers prayers. I prayed when, when Turi came. Turi is a free spirit. You guys know him. If you see him, he'll run with everybody. He can go home with you. He's the one we are terrified of. Um, he loves people. And so, and my daughter is also a free spirit. You see her hanging around me, but it's not true. She also likes to run around. And so I, one, when he, they came, I said, God, this, the last boy, because I know he's coming, make him love me. But you know, for two weeks, the guy lingered my vibe. So I was like, God, are you, do you answer prayers? Now he is my handbag. Imagine God answered to the T, the desire that I had in my heart. And so whenever I see my children, I praise God. Because he answers prayers, imagine. 
and they are beautiful boys. They add laughter to our lives. They overflow our home with joy, and God answers prayers. Kwame and Muturi are, um, they are really the joy of our home. And uh, we thought that it would be a struggle for Miss Zola. She has loved them. They are her children. She calls them her children as well. And she loves being the big sister to take care of them. And so I want to just uh, share with you the line that I'm going to say is um, it's at the beginning. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. So when you share your testimony, you say give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And the response is his love endures forever. And so I'm going to invite you to come up and share testimonies. Max, did you want to be the first one? since you're there. <laughs> um, so I'm going to invite you to come uh, to the front and share your testimony and then you will say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and then we respond, his love endures forever. Any testimonies in the house? Me, I can give many, but let's see. Oh. I thought he also wanted to share. Praise God. Oh, he has his own mic. <laughs> there are people and there are people. <laughs> uh, hi. Amen. Uh, my name is um, Kevin. I'm a Kevin Mwangi Karaoke. Uh, my testimony today, I will share. I will accompany with a song. But before I do that, uh, this year was a challenge a little bit. My uncle was sick. And this is what happened. My mom and my sis, all of us were scared. We didn't want, we are, we are afraid to, for his sickness. And because of our grandmother lose his first son, and that was only the last son. So at that moment when my mom sent me to go and take him on a, on a hospital, I was also afraid. Like, hey, God, heal him. But after a few days later, he left. <laughs> it was hard for me because, uh, like, uh, when I was to go, go, go and see what happened, I found my grandmother there, was peacefully happy. Then I went and I asked, Are you really sure he's left? Yes. Then I was told to take him to the I've never taken someone on the most time. <laughs> that was my first time. I took him to the mortuary, and I was like, God, why you didn't heal him? That was the question, but I didn't want to show it. I didn't want to show even my grandmother I'm, I'm afraid. I was just playing a song. And uh, from that, I realized, okay, it is easier to be happy or to praise God when things are exactly the way you want or the answer you want, but he take heart of God to go on. Then, later, that we did and it, it ended. But then something was scared me again. It's when my mom gets sick because I knew my mom. Uh, my mom always is a strong. I've never had, okay, for so many years, my mom get normal sickness, like homa, kawaida. But I remember my, my dad called me, uh, come and take your mom to hospital. Uh, I'm not allowed, just take the car and drive him to the hospital. Hey, 
I've never had that. So uh, I knew my sister was at home, but I went home with a scaring. I don't want to show I'm, I'm, I'm still pretending being strong. But now I'm at home. I didn't show my sister because I know my sister. I saw my mom was shaking. So then my dad told me, okay, it's okay. Let, let me go. And then he went. Then I told me, just close the gate. Then I, my dad went. But I prayed to God <laughs> with the tears. And I didn't want to say anyone that I'm feeling weak. I just pretend strong. Um, but I told God, see you here, player. Then heal my mom. I didn't even pray. I didn't have that strength to pray. Just I talk and say, God, I have panya kama And then, to be honest, my mom get healed. That was a good answer for me. I've, okay, I never thought that uh, God answer prayer quick like that. My mom get healed, strong again. Even I forgot even there's a sickness in in her body. Right now, still strong, okay. And that gave me strength. But I realized inside of me, I was still that weakness. And the last time, the song I want to share with you, uh, on that I do street art. When I share the music on the street art, I realize inside, I'm still like feel bitter. Like, God, you didn't answer this. <laughs> yes, he has answered my mom's prayer, but I'm still like, Hi God, but when on the street, I realized when I was performing, I was singing. I, that, okay, men we, men we don't cry, but we wipe tears. <laughs> but I realized when I'm, I'm playing, I realize, are you singing or are you showing your emotions? Sing, you are shedding tears. Then I saw at that time I didn't want the, the guy who was uh, near Nairobi University Bridge. The guy, at that time, that's the guy, that when I was, my tears was almost dropping out, that's when the guy's coming close and came and stand behind where I was playing the piano and singing. Then I was like, I don't want this guy to see my tears. So I was trying like, to wipe it, when, uh, but I realized, and then I changed the song, and that's the song I would like to share with you as I finish.
raise you up more than you could ever imagine. endures forever. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Any other testimony? Anybody else? My name is Sue. Um, last year was one of my most difficult years. Out of 12 months, 11 I was sick. I went to up to five doctors and uh, misdiagnosed. <laughs> Apparently, I even had a heart problem. <laughs> and. Um, some of you know that I run a, a charity organization. So you can imagine I, I am in bed, I can't move, and people are depending on me. Um, it was so hard because I live alone, I couldn't cook for myself, and Um, I learned a lot during that time that people from this church have big hearts and many supported my medical and um, it reached a point towards the end of the year I just cried out to God I told him how can I serve you if I'm in this bed and you have to heal me. We have to know what's wrong with me. And by then, people had um, diverted their, their maybe finances and other things to their own issues. So I told them, no, I, I don't have. And 
it reached a point I couldn't pay rent. Um, I, I had to store my stuff under some stairs. I had to be hosted by someone who ended up mistreating me and I was unwell. But I learned a lot of lessons. I learned I have genuine friends. I, ha I learned to turn to God, not to man. And just one day, a lady called me. She's, um, she supports our project once in a while. And she just told me, um, I need to pray with you. And I told her, yeah, I need, to, I need someone who can pray with me. And she told me, what are you praying for? I told her, I need to get back to have my own space, my own house. And she said, okay, for me, I need school fees for my son. So we said, let's pray. So we prayed, continued praying. In less than a week, she calls me, she tells me, um, I'm sending you some money, go look for a house. What I didn't know until a month later was that she got money for her son's school fees and gave it to me to pay house rent. Since then, it's, um, I've been well. I, I am almost 100% healed. And that was the highlight of the end of the year. And the minute I started um, getting better, then also people started supporting the project by giving us food for the, for the, for the people we serve. And it has been such a testimony because I could not go to the toilet by myself and it, it, it was too hard. And now I'm here, I can stand even for the longest time. You know, I can stand, I can dance, I, 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 I can dance the whole time in the worship, I couldn't do that. So I'm grateful to God for, for that. And I have learned lessons that sometimes as man, we look to our fellow man for, for help. Instead of going to God first, then he sends you the person that he's supposed to send you. Yeah. So God give thanks, give to, thanks to God for he is good. His love endures forever. Thank you so much for sharing so powerful stuff. I love it. Praise God, church. My name is Linda Karemi, and I'm here to give God thanks because he has been so good to me, especially um, the last year, that is 2021. And um, I'll just give you just two of my testimonies because I have seen the hand of God in my life. In July 2020, I had a desire to put up a home for my mother upcountry 
in Meru uh, because when COVID struck, the elderly who were in Nairobi, I think they really struggled, uh, you know, just being here and being in restricted places. And her desire was to, to move up country. I didn't know where to start with that project. So what I did, I figured that um, I need to start it with prayer. I call Pastor Jade. Pastor Jade knows this story very well. I called her and told her, you know, what my desire was. I didn't know where to start. So I just needed her to help me pray so that that project came into fruition. That was July 2020. So she prayed for me and continued praying. And around that time, I remember a friend of mine called Vivian um, called me and told me that uh, she was putting up a house for her mother at Thicker Greens and I needed to go and see it. So I went there, saw the house, loved it, um, asked her who her contractor was. She was very gracious to give me the contact. But th that was just that. So I met this uh, young man. He's actually in, in just his early 30s, but very good at his work. So we had a discussion and he, he, he asked me, when do you want to start this project? Foolish me told him January, that was July. Um, but then I said, with my God, that will be possible. And then he asked me, when do you anticipate to finish? I told him, uh, give or take, I want that project to be done by June. Um, at that point in time, I continued in prayer and, uh, you know, my husband and I prayed, uh, my life group, I, I think I also informed them, Pastor Jade continued praying for me, and January 13th, 2021, I was able to put up adequate resources just to begin. I actually didn't think it would happen by June, but I kept praying and believed God that uh, that project would come to fruition. And so January we began, and this young man was very, very gracious to me. And even when the resources were not readily available, he just kept on working on, on the house. And he said, I have no doubt you will pay within the given period. And God was so gracious um, to me that he was able to provide the resources that were required. And by June, early july 2021 the house was complete by god's grace in august uh, last year my mother was able to relocate there and um, in december um, i had the privilege of going to meru with pastor jade phyllis uh, carol Esther and myself, we made some, some of them made a maiden trip to Meru and they actually went to see what God had done in that place and they saw his work and I just want to give thanks for bringing that to fruition. That is um, the first part of my testimony. The second part is that in 2021, I grew in prayer. And um, when we were doing the, the discipleship um, 
someone i think i'm usually not uh, i'm not a sanguine i would call myself an introvert and i didn't know how to bring people to god because then i'm not the person who finds someone and starts uh, telling them about god but i told god please god just use me in whatever way that you deem fit because i really want to serve you and do your work so what came to me is that uh, i can pray and i can actually bring people to god through prayer so in my place of work what i began doing is that uh, i would just approach someone and ask them how do i pray for you and i would even tell them please write down what you want god to to answer in your desires and um, i remember this december one of my colleagues actually wrote for me his desires and he was just joking about it and i said you know what we are going to pray about this and god is going to answer one of the desires for him was to go for a fully paid holiday he did not know how um number two, he wanted um you know money so that he can complete uh, some of his projects now what happened within uh, a period of two weeks is that uh, he had gotten a fully paid holiday to ghana um uh, within that period and in addition to that he had uh, gotten a review of his salary within the period that we were in prayer and i remember he came and told me um you know he just said in kiswahili linda uyu mungu wako ni nani hata nimeanza kuamini kuna mungu and i told god you know what if, if that's how you want to use me to serve you then i'm happy to be used that way so let me give god for his good his love endures forever thank you so much i love it god builds houses in six months and provides the resources i had it and then also that he'll use you to answer prayers for people amen anybody else hello church and happy new year okay so for me the first time i ever saw god's hand in my life was ironically when i lost my job but when i did i was two months pregnant so um and you know how you get distressed you're like what do i do so i packed up my stuff and i told my brother i'm moving in with you i hope you don't mind he was like no welcome but you know, i knew i had to plan my life but then you look and you're like where do you start i would go to visit my mom and my mom you know you can just see tears in her eyes she's like my dear child what are we going to do together and i remember one day in november um, I lost my job in July and the baby was supposed to come in January. So in November I went to visit her and I told her, okay mom, your crying has got to stop at some point. Let's make a plan. Let's do this. Let's pray. Because she's so prayerful. You know how mothers are. We are prayerful. I told her, let's pray. The baby comes in January. Give me at least two and a half months to look after the baby. And we pray that I get a job in April mom let's pray and we did that for a whole afternoon we prayed january the baby came it's my son and you know sometimes when you go and visit her with the baby and you can see her looking at you like okay it's march 
Mm-hmm. Have you been going for interviews? And I'm like, no, I haven't. But we agreed we're not going to talk about this until April. So funny enough, one day in March, a friend of mine calls me in the morning at 7 o'clock. She told me, Lily, I need you to send your CV somewhere. Do it right now. So I got up. In fact, I woke the baby up, fed him, cleaned him, made sure he's asleep. I went to the cyber and I sent my CV. Then you know the way you see an autoresponder to the person you've sent to that I'm out of the country and I'll be back March 26th. So I was like, it's okay. I will wait. So end of March came. No response. April came. Nothing. Then on April, was it 18th? April 18th. I get a call. Hi, uh, we want to invite you for an interview. Please come through. Okay. So I went for the interview. And of course, lo and behold, I got the job. And I started on April 28th. So when she says, be specific, be specific. When you go to God and you bow down and you tell him, God, I want A, B, C, D, be specific because he will give you exactly that. That's the first time I saw God, and I have never looked back because he's been amazing. So give thanks to God. Amen. I love it. Praise God, church. Um, my name is Rose Washuka Obinju. Um, my testimony begins from 2020. I left employment 2020 March, just when COVID was about to start. And um, after that, I, <laughs> I told my husband, Steve, that I, I don't think I want to get employed ever again. And so the question was, what next? Um, then my friend, Flora, also left employment in June, so we were like, okay, now we have a team. We registered uh, Zahari Kitaras in, um, I think, July, and we're like, okay, now here we have the papers, what next again? Then now, remember, this is when COVID had really hit, and uh, everybody else was closing business, saying business is hard, and all that. Uh, but um, our God is faithful. We started a business in third of September, that is Farmer's Choice Depot in Langata, uh, which is registered now under Zahari Ketaras. And um, you know, naturally when you start business, you say we are waiting for it to grow and all that. Ours, we didn't even wait for it to grow because people were home, everyone was eating, and from day one, it was, it was, it, we, we can only thank God because it started on a high note. And so, till now, it's never gone down. It, if, if anything, it grows by the day, and we are grateful. We've gotten support from this church, from Pastor Angie, from Anthony, Papa Des, uh, Esther. Esther even put us in the WhatsApp group for higher state. So people used to come and say, we've been sent by Esther. You know, and it was just amazing. So we thank God for that. Um, and even now, 2021, towards the end again, um, after exactly one year, we employed someone at the shop, so now we started the catering business. And again, we can only thank God because it's, it's been growing. Uh, we've never 
really been stressed about business. We get referrals here and there, and we thank God about that. My second testimony is about uh, our daughter Tracy. She finished school in 2019. And 2020, of course, there were no colleges open, and uh, most of us know she has her passion in, in, in being a chef. And so we were torn between the colleges she should join and all that, but her heart was at Boma. Boma is uh, <laughs> a shilling you need. So we were like, okay, we can only trust God for this one again. So we got a visitor in now, I think, 2020, mid-2020. And they were like, yeah, so what's the plan for Tracy? And uh, so we're like, Tracy was like, yeah, I'm going to Boma in January. Remember, we have not confirmed anything, but by faith, she was like, she's going to Boma. And the person offered to pay the first term school fees, which was about 200,000. They paid. So when she was joining, she, we didn't pay anything. We only paid now her second semester. So give thanks to the Lord. For his good, his love, and last forever. Guys, I'm going to ask you, who was that? I invite them to my house. I love it. Morning, church. My name is Esther Okutoi, and I'll try and keep it brief. <laughs> so my story starts from when COVID hit. I work in the airline industry, so you all know how we were affected. And at one time, there were no flights, either domestic or international. So from April, 2020 we've been on reduced pay but God has been faithful there's no time we have ever lacked even the time when we got I think it was July we got we paid 22% of our pay but I have seen God's work in all this and one of the things that happened was um, at that time I was servicing alone so I was really wondering how I would make uh, the payments and you know plus everything so one of the decisions I made was to stop driving. So my car was parked. And in fact, I wanted to sell it because I told Rose, um, I mean, I'd rather sell the car and then offset the loan and, you know, life continues. And she convinced me not to sell it. So it has been packed. So I'll pack that story for now. <laughs> um, come to this year. At the beginning of the year, um, when writing my list of prayer requests, one of them was to get a particular job without an interview. And now the reason I did this is because I've done a number of interviews. I wanted to grow within the organization, but you know the way it is, they interview, either you're called, no feedback, or you're not called for the interview. So this time around, I wrote down, I want this particular job without an interview. So a vacancy came up in March, I went for the interview, but didn't get the job. So I was like, okay. I mean, God has really saved her. Yeah? I'm not getting this job. But remember, my request was without an interview. Um, in August, someone left the organization, and the head of department called me up. This was on August 6th, I can never forget. And he asked me whether I'm still interested in the job. So um, I said, yes. So he said, okay. In that case, the job is yours. But don't tell anyone yet. HR will contact you, give you the terms of, you know, the job and everything. 
So barely 10 minutes after our conversation, I get an email from HR. And it was attached to the feedback I had gotten after I did the interview. And the title now was changed to, we have an opportunity for you. So long story short, um, I was appointed in that role. And I was to start the following Monday, which was August 9th. So for me, that was just amazing because initially, um, just to give you some context, the head of department did not even want someone internal for that role. So for him to even consider me after all that, I mean, I can only say that is God's doing. And I started officially in September and God has been faithful. It's a challenging role, um, but it has just been wow. <laughs> so um, uh, apart from that, now I finished paying the loan and there's still other commitments. So the car was still, you know, grounded. So this, um, no, sorry, in December, so I decided now it's time to get it back on the road. Now, for those of you who may have, who may have a car that um, has been owned by either one or two or three other owners, you know, it comes with some issues. So even before I had packed it, there was some work that was pending. And I always know the way when a car has been grounded for a long time, it usually, when you want to bring it back, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But I told God, uh, you just show yourself here. So I used to pray over it. I would play music in the car. When I'm watching it, you know, pray around. And on no, Thursday, the mechanic came, uh, did some work on it, and then now took it for service. And I'm so grateful that there's nothing major that needed to be done. So my purpose was that the first trip would be to church. So this morning, I'm ready to come, <laughs> light the car, let me switch on the car, and then it starts smoking like crazy. So I'm like, I mean, God, what is this? <laughs> well, I said, ah, devil, you're a liar. <laughs> like I thought this was just some way to distract me and you know, to try and show that no, God has not really done his thing. So I went back to the house, I prayed, it's like, God, we committed. The first trip is to church. So I went back and it was not smoking. So we have come to church together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have other testimonies, but I'll stop for now. So give thanks to the Lord for his good. Yeah. I love it. We came together. Still, Mama Jason. Um, um, so, for me, um, 2021 was a whole experience. It was, I didn't know I had, I was, I had some level of anxiety until last year happened. So the thing is, my dad got sick um, in December, on December 20, 2020, he got COVID. And the thing was, he's not in Kenya. 
he's in the US. So, and he's been living there from 2008 all by himself. So when he got sick, someone needed to be there with him um, to help him through recovery and just to hope things would work out well for him. So obviously my mom wouldn't go because of age and we didn't want to take that chance. So I opted to go. So I traveled to the States. My first trip to the States was not a fun trip. It was mad with a lot of anxiety. The trip to going to the airport, from the airport to the connecting flight to the States was really hard for me. I was all alone. Um, the flights were very, people were not traveling so much last year. So I remember the flight to the States, we were really few in the plane. So getting to um, Logan, Boston Logan, um, the lady who was hosting me was like, you know, you have, you've come, so because you have just arrived um, and your dad is in hospital and they've not been allowing anyone to go visit, but they've opened up the window for visitors this week, you need to go see him. That's the reason why you're here. So immediately I landed, got into the car, was, drove, was driven to the hospital. So this is my dad that I haven't seen since 2008. Of course, we talk over the phone. Um, we, he's always, we've been, we have the connection, but the last, the image I have of him last was since 2008. That's about 13 years ago. So when I got to the hospital, um, he, he'd been admitted in December and I got there in March. The whole time he was in the ICU, it was really bad because by the time I was going, his kidneys had failed, his lungs were not functioning at all. It's by God's grace and mercy that my dad was actually alive by the time I got there in March. So when I got there, um, it wasn't easy. Um, he was he was in the ICU. Actually, he was. They were keeping him in the ICU for money. They were monitoring him the whole time, but he had managed to come. Like he he was now breathing on his own. Um, his organs were were recovering well. So we stayed. Um, I used to go see him every day. I got there on the Mar I got there on March fifth. So I used to visit him every single day until March twenty third when. He, he finally came, he, when he finally really improved and now they needed to take him to rehab. So um, I remember when, when he got sick in December and we were trying to trace where he was because um, we didn't know really where he was. It wasn't really, it was a really hard time in December. So when we got him, um, when, we were when we were talking to him over the phone, he kept saying that he's going to fight it. He's going to beat it. He had the will to live. And I think that's the thing that kept him going. We prayed with him that day. Then up until now, when I went in March, now, because up until that point, he wasn't able to talk. So when, when, he, when he got to rehab on, the, on March 23rd, he stayed all the way till May. 
So he had to relearn so many things, how to talk, how to walk. He had lost so much weight. It was a really, it wasn't a really good experience, but we pulled through. Um, he went to rehab, did all, he did this physio and everything, even the eating. We had to start from scratch. Now we were dealing with like a baby because he had to eat crushed, smashed food and all that. Walking, he needed assistance. Yeah, but by the time he got home from rehab in May, he was doing fine. Um, we stayed, we kept praying. I, I was his roomie. He lives alone, so now I was his roommate. I used to run around, do all errands, because he wasn't able to do so. So I was really KYM at that point. So we stayed, we stayed, and by the time, because I couldn't overstay my visit, my visit was up until September. So um, the whole time from May till August, he really improved. I remember um, we went for an appointment um, with his kidney doctor, um, Dr. Rosasi. <laughs> Dr. Rosasi looked at dad and told him, you know, my friend, you're really blessed. You have come from far. I was, my dad had a cardiac arrest at some point and he was not responding. So Dr. Rosasi was, was very happy that my dad was doing well. He kept telling him, you're blessed. The God you pray, keep praying, because I was in that room and you were not responding. We knew you had gone. So by the time, by the time I was leaving in August, he was fine. He, he was now coming back to himself. He was walking. Um, I remember because of running errands and everything, I kept telling him, you have to start driving now before I go. I want to see you fully functional on your own because in the States, you have to know how to survive on your own. And he was doing well. He was driving and... He's the one who drove me back to the airport. I remember the journey to the airport was very emotional because going and now him taking me back to the airport was very, very emotional. Right now he's doing well, he's working and I just give all glory and thanks to God because I managed to pull myself together through the strength of God when I was there in a foreign land all alone but I managed by the, by the grace of God. So um, that's my testimony for 2021. And all glory and honor belongs to God. Give thanks to God because it's good. His love endures forever. Thank you so much for sharing. Good morning, church. Praise the Lord. I know 2021 has been hard, but at times when you come to share some things, what is happening? Born away, go to on the in the sky, but it's all because of God. Amen. I want to share a few things that God has done to our family. Uh, these things, Kama Wuwoni, it's miracle, or somebody can say it's totally different things. I remember way back, almost like four years ago. We were praying to God to give us a child. And in fact, to be specific, a baby girl. So we have been praying with our life group, church here, even Pasinos, 
And <laughs> in this 2021, uh, we got a baby girl. Uh, in fact, in September 20th. Uh, and that was not all. Our son, Ethan. Uh, during his KCP, uh, he scored almost it's called 413 marks and uh, sorry sorry <laughs> and for you to have three choices of school best schools in this kenya is something that you cannot believe it was called in mango we got admission in uh, kabarak and strathmore where he wanted to go and he, <laughs> just to add on that uh, my wife having gotten a job which is she thought it was her dream only to work for 13 months and later to get to get another better offer which is going to start tomorrow who is god <laughs> who is god and then my sister there, Stacy, she's almost completing her master's. Annie and my other brother, when we thought she had, uh, he had lost his job because of COVID, and he started to do his own business, and it is picking up well. Annie, this, <laughs> I, I, I don't know even what to say. It's just to give thanks to the Lord. And for me, I think after almost 10 years trying to pull myself through education, having bad things, not going so well, I got an admission in December. I was called and I was told I can join, and I'm also starting tomorrow. Wow. So I just want to, and to wrap it up, there's a place where we wanted to, to have a piece of land. And it is in those places where a quarter is like <laughs> I don't know but God came through for the price of that quarter we managed to get a half <laughs> what? <laughs> I just want to give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever Amen. So his love endures forever church yani i have been telling myself over there control yourself i have many testimonies to share but i'm gonna try and keep them very one or two and, and i pray to god i was like mike come on someone needs to come with a funny one so i can have uh, more energy to do this um i've had difficult years in my life even in the challenges, I have had a good God. I have been blessed to know the Lord. So my thanksgiving says that I have been blessed to know the Lord. I don't take it for granted that the Lord favored me and called me his child. 
So uh, even through the challenges I've gone through, I've always known I'm the child of God. So, so I am grateful that I'm a child of God. Um, and I remember in the early years of knowing the Lord, I was one of the things that would go with all this doubt is whether God loves me. But over time, I have known even through them, he loves me so much. Um, so I am blessed even as I come to share this. I, I know who I belong to and who my father is. And I'm very, very grateful that the Lord is my father. And this, just that's my first Thanksgiving this year. I was sitting there and saying how grateful I am that the Lord loved me and called me his. So this year, 2021, the past year, had two big things that occurred in my life. I don't think I'll get through one. Maybe one day I'll get there. Which left me very tired inside. It's a... Uh, I think I was trying to explain and I was saying the emotion I have is a, a tiredness. Uh, and I kept on asking the Lord, the only thing I ask God this year, give me spaces of joy because that's where your strength is. According to your word, right? And he did it. It was... It's a... 2021 was a hard year. I've had hard years, but 2021 was a hard year. And uh, but the joy of the Lord was amazing. So my dad got sick in August. That's the only one I think I can get through without you guys coming to carry me. Um, I think one of the things every time my parents got older is to say we should have been 10 children. As my parents got older, I was like, God, we need to pull. I don't think we can do this. Well, only three, my oldest died um, in 2010. So when he died, I remember being very conscious that we only left three. Then I see my parents get, I don't know who else has that thing. As I get older, you know, it will be, you know, you guys, right? I mean, they have been so good to you, so you just have to do everything. So one of the greatest fear I always used to have is what if my parents get sick? And I actually began with God. I remember when I was joining ministry, because of course I thought, well, when you're employed, at least you have... Many, many avenues of knowing how to sort your parents out. So one of the things I remember Joy Minister was telling me, God, like, but you know, people in ministry are poor. <laughs> ah, they lurk all the time. Anyway, that was me. Anyway, that's the truth. So I guess my dad got sick in five days, admitted and died. One of the things that I was praying when he, were to, uh, when he got admitted, uh, that the Lord would have mercy. I used to tell Akira, Sarah, and Pasanj, because uh, when Sarah was with me that week, uh, my parents got sick, that the Lord is merciful. Remember, I told you I, I know the Lord, and I know the Lord is with me. So he's the same person I go to. So I said, the only thing you can do is have mercy. And I knew this mercy could go anyway. Now I know the Lord. Mercy could be mercy on my dad mercy on us because we want him alive but he had mercy on my father and took my father because my dad would not have managed being an invalid he, he would not have I think he would even have I don't even know how he would have gone if he had come home at he still been nursed that's just who he was he has always been the one to take care especially for me so God had mercy and took my dad the thing I want to thank God for there before because there are many things to 
is that we saw God's love as a family. Remember, I was very worried. We were only three siblings. And now I'm the oldest. And um, then the Lord did amazing things to human beings in this city, across the world. Um, my dad was in current hospital, so the bill was extremely high. And then, of course, he passed on. Then my mom got sick. My mom, in total, was admitted three times. Um, the last time she was admitted, I was sick with COVID in September. I was also very sick. And she bled in a way that my siblings were so scared of telling me because they were like, we don't know whether she's going to make it. I think she... I think because of her memory and her, her trauma, of the, she either she took the wrong medicine or somehow it thinned her out. You know how COVID, there were some meds, so she really had to be rushed to hospital. But the thing I want to thank God for is the community that the Lord has given me. The community that the Lord has shown us that uh, I will love you with through people. Because we managed to marry, bury my dad very well. Managed to pay my mom's first bill which was like 400. Um, and then we have seen God's favor. We still have a bill at Karen of 1.1. And they are not on our neck. Hallelujah. They are not on our neck. Even the day that my dad died, they were like, just go with him. The same day, they signed us out. We went and said, go finish whatever you've done. Go finish and then you come back to talk. So they called, of course, around when I was unwell, September, October. And I told them, we'll only talk next year. They said, Sawa, let's talk next year. Who does that? So I just want to give thanks to God because I have seen a community. We have been loved by God. And um, even this community, many of you gave. Um, the believers visited. That visit blessed my heart. I was sick with COVID. I was like, kumnakuja bado. Mwagopi COVID. But I am grateful for the community and the friendships that I have around me. Nick and Angie, I think. Um, I have many. Sarah Mwangi, who's seated here, she's a close friend of mine. She was with me the whole week my dad died. After, stayed with my mom because I couldn't sleep in Buru. I'm yet to sleep in my mother's house. I still can't. And the few days my mom, before she was admitted, she couldn't stay alone. But I had sisters. I thought I was, we were very few, few siblings. But what I have is a whole church, a whole community of brothers and sisters in Christ. So I am grateful to God. And I thank God that this far, he has blessed us. I know the sentence in my <laughs> Thanks to the Lord for his good. So I was not hugging Jade because it would go south. So I can't go close. <laughs> you guys think I'm uh, not nice to her. <laughs> Papa Des, welcome back. Praise God, church. It's been, I think, a whole year of being out of church for me. You know, sitting back there and wondering whether I still, I'm still on that roll call for church whether we're supposed to but it's good to be back to the community I think the best thing about it is to just testify of God's goodness for me uh, I 
think I'll pick it up uh, from the baby chronicles. No, when you when initially before you get married, you only want one child, you know. Yeah, but there's something that happens once you get married. It's like the more the merrier, you know. And I think we're sort of in that space. And my wife and I really wanted a child. And you know the way you plan it out. You don't want to have a very clear calendar of events. But uh, our time came. We're like, hey, it's two years, it's three years. Baby number two is not coming. And we got into many options of, hey, maybe we should consider this. We've always wanted to adopt. and We, we still will. Actually, we still will. And we're like, or maybe it's time. You know, let's accelerate the program and, and all those things. But uh, last year, uh, by January, we were like, hey, we're expecting. And that was a big one. And we thank God for that. And, and, and as we went through, my wife was always shaky because our first baby was a preemie. And one prayer we always used to make, Lord, let this one come at the right time, you know. And um, we thank God. I remember getting to, because our first baby came uh, at week 32, getting about week, I remember one day I was at work and I got this camera. I said, I'm in a lot of pain and everything. I remember I was in a team, we were doing some work and the one was leading and I had to drop everything. I just said, I'm going. But thank God it was not anything to do with our child. And moving forward up until um, 36 actually weeks. And I remember one good day, I was like, well, thank God we've passed that milestone. You know, you normally have that day. Eh? We passed that milestone. Uh, long story short, I remember that day I was on leave a Friday. A friend of mine was actually going out of town. We were biking. Uh, we were going to check out Meshiri, you know, investment planning and everything. And, and we went, good day out, came back, and I was very tired. But then ah, in the evening, you know those things you always hear? The water broke. Tell my wife, I'm not serious. Today, I'm very tired. I'm from almost 200 kilometers out of town biking in the wind. So, I, I, I wondered if there's room for postponing or but anyway. So, let's just go. And we really wanted to get our baby in our hospital, Kijabe Hospital. We got good friends, Kijabe, there. And, 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 and just like everything was planned out well. And so, what time is this? It's like 10 p.m. I'm tired. So I'm thinking shortcuts, which routes, you know. So thank God it was the time Mombasa Road was really bad. So that favored us. But we start getting on the road. At some point, I was so tired, I was sleeping on the wheel. I remember telling my wife, can I just sleep for 10 minutes? <laughs> she told me, are you crazy? <laughs> Do you know what I'm feeling? We went, we got our baby. And we thank God for that. There was a lot of favor. It was just in time, just wheeled in. Everything worked out well, and we thank God for that baby, and we rejoice in that baby, and, and we thank God for that. But in the meantime, there's other things, a brief one that was happening, I think personally for me at work. Um, you know those promotions, or you don't even think about them. Last year was supposed to be a very peaceful year. The most eventful thing was supposed to be expecting our baby. Yeah. And I started off like that, and uh, just about May, uh, actually March, May, I got this call. I'm like, hey, there's this job. Uh, things are changing and you're being considered. I'm like, mm. this is a job I had in my plan, in my calendar again, which is not, I'm learning is not aligned to God's plan. Eh? It was a job that you figure out eight years from now. You know, I, I calculate my boss currently, he looks very well, he's okay, he's very healthy. Mm. The only thing sending him away is retirement. Mm. And retirement, we all know, is at age this. So I work back and let me play humble. 
And so you're called, this is the job. But then the interesting thing was that I remember the day I was offered the job. There's a lot of internal politics going on. And Have you ever been offered a job and you detest it immediately? That day, there was a guy who knew he was the person for that job. So maybe even in my eight-year calculation, I was wrong. It was maybe supposed to be 16 years, you know? So the guy literally told the bosses, what about me? What do I do? Where do you think? Have you ever seen someone who has the guts to just speak it out as it is? And I stood back and I said, God. And I remember calling a group of friends and thank you for my pastors. There's a group of friends and we just, I told them, you know what? There's this job that has come, but I think it needs more prayer than excitement right now. And, 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 and people came together and we prayed. And our God is a living God. He is a real God. And I have seen his transformation. The very person who had fronted and asked what about me, there was so much enmity that was going on in our team. Uh, just for you to understand, an organization chat will be redrawn. And the people who work in your team are moved to the other team. And you're told this is the new chat. And so we ask, where did this come from? You know, that kind of animosity. And right now, the person who I used to feel was propagating that atrocity is my closest ally at work. In fact, it's been a testimony because he's, uh, you know, a different religion, you know, and they say Christians, Muslims, you can't work together. But I think God is able to give you so much favor, and I have seen it come through. But then the peak of it all, I had a mini accident. One morning I was, you know, you plan out just going downstairs. What, was I looking for an excuse not to go to work that day? What was happening? Yeah, yeah, that was what was happening. The previous day, I, I just sent my boss an emergency text the way I'm not making it work. Sorry for that one, but uh, I'm just ma not making it to work. And I told him, there's this thing, I've got to work at home. Is that okay? I've got to work at home. But as I was going downstairs, actually to pray, I sleep on the lower step in a very interesting way. And whoa, that fall was great. That fall was great. I, I, I hit my head and... I normally hear this, but I've experienced it. I lost consciousness. I don't know. I couldn't track for how long, but I was, you know those things you see like in the cartoons, you just see stars around you, and there's a whole cloud. Actually, those things are real. It, it happens. <laughs> a friend told me that, you know what could have happened? It's just maybe your brain may have just moved a micro, milli, milli, milli. For me, there was a whole, you know, there was a whole transition in my brain, and it was so painful. I, I remember I woke up, I went back to sleep for a few. Thank God there's a friend who came in the morning. Uh, Janet told me, you know what, let's go to hospital. Went to hospital and I did all scans, my neck, my brain and everything. And I was so scared because for me, I think I felt like, hey, maybe most of my investment is in my brain. And I was, as in I was going to be a cabbage or something. In, but I thank God the scans were done and I came out okay. Right now, I just have a twitch in my eye, which happens from time to time. I told God, thank you. Maybe I say, maybe that is to remind me of what God did. And, 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 and I know there are people who have had, you know, people fall in the bathroom and all those things you hear. And in an instant, someone is gone or the life has just taken a different trajectory. But I'm here to say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy and endures. love endures forever. Amen. Amen and amen. I want to just, just give me a second. Come sit here, Vanessa, before you give your testimony. I want us to um, take a little 
not a break, or a little break and celebrate God. Amen. I want to give some announcements and then I'm going to have her come and share her testimony. Is there anybody else before I close the window? Jack wants to share testimony. Yes, there's somebody else who's done. All right. So we have three and then um, we'll pray. I want to uh, share a little devotion and pray. So I want to first make some announcements. Is that okay? It's, it's a time that we all have. It's time to... And our God is moving, so we shall give with joy. Amen. And as we do so, I'm, I'm really happy with the song that you're playing. But in my mind, um, even as people are talking, I think what is happening for me, and I want you to have it, is to say, hey, you God who answered Linda's prayer, do it for me. That's how I pray. <laughs> you God who advanced Mike and his family, give me a year like Mike, um, where you answer prayer after prayer after prayer. You God who granted favor uh, and strength to Pastor Jade, grant me strength. Uh, even Sue said, God strengthen her bones literally for her to be up and say, God strengthen me like these people. And so that's my prayer for us. Amen. So I'm going to invite us to give even as the testimonies continue to be shared. And then I will share, uh, I'll share one last thought and we can pray. It's so sweet. All right. So we can continue a little bit. Sawa. Vanessa. Oh, you can hear me now. Okay. I was wondering because I couldn't hear myself. Sorry. Uh, good morning again, church. Uh, for me, uh, 2021 was the highlight of, of my life, like my entire life uh, for a very long, uh, very long time. So I was, a, I was married twice and I was a Muslim. So I was married like uh, uh, in Muslim tradition. Yeah. Then it reached a point I got, uh, I didn't get divorced. I was separated. Then um, I had kids from the from the marriages. So it was a bit tricky for um, after that. So I was like uh, kind of confused. I was in that space whereby I wasn't sure, am I for Muhammad, am I for Jesus? You know, so I was just in the midst. I would go to church, but uh, actually I, I wouldn't concentrate per se. So I would just go to church, listen, uh, give my offering home. So one day I remember I came to Mavunosav. So I, my spouse well, actually was playing guitar for Mavuno downtown. Then it happened Mavuno South needed a guitarist. So he was called by Pastor George. So he comes to Mavuno South. So I'm like, ah, I'll take you, okay. So we come to Mavuno South. Then I hear Pastor Angie preaching. I'm like, whoa, okay. I want her God. So I'll be, this is my church. Then my, my spouse is like, are you sure I like church, church? I'm like, yeah. So I started coming. Then um, I joined the choir. I remember one Sunday, um, so it was like, you have to join one of the ministries, yes? So since I could sing, I joined the, 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 uh, the, uh, the worship team, yeah? So, but I used to, I, I'm still not sure, you know? I want her God, but at the same time, I, I'm really not sure, you know? Yeah, and then it, it happened that in 2006, my sister had taken me to certain churches that I was really hurt, you know? So in my quest for seeking for God, I was really hurt by the people that God had put to steward, you know, because I was a sheep, you know. So, but I was hurt by the same, same people. So I wasn't sure. I was just being careful, yeah. Uh, so I remember in uh, January last year, oh, no, no, before that, let me take you a little bit back. So before that, I was telling God, you know what, God, you'll have to come yourself. Don't send anyone, you know, because I need to, to be sure 
uh, yes, I'm going to Mavuno South, but I need to be sure that is where you are, you know? <laughs> Guess what? Um, uh, 20, 2020, December 19th, I remember. So I'm working, I used to do uh, secular gigs, we are at an event, so we are performing, then I hear a voice. You cannot be doing this and you cannot be dressing like this. And I'm wondering, okay, who said that? Then I didn't see anyone. So uh, from there, I heard the voice like four times, then I forgot about it. So January, last year, 2021, January 2nd, I, had, I was at an event, I had the same, same voice. You cannot be doing this and you cannot be dressing, be dressing like this. So I'm like, okay, now it is God. God, so what's up? You know, you're talking to me, you know? So what's up, you know? Then um, the, the band I was in, so I used to sing and dance at the same time. So getting somebody to replace me was a, very, was a task. So any, uh, those, those who could sing, they couldn't dance. Those who could dance, they couldn't sing because I was doing both work. So I was like, God, you know what? Um, if I was to quit these guys, what will happen to them? So it was in my head, you know? Uh, so um, I remember then it was January uh, 2nd. So January 3rd, I started praying. I started fasting on January 4th. Then on January 6th, I go to work. God brings my replacement. God is like, this is your replacement. Get out. So I get out. I'm still confused. I'm getting out. I don't know how I'll manage my bills. I don't know what is happening. You know, the only thing I know is I'm talking to God. This is God that I'm talking to. Yeah? Or rather God talking to me. Uh, so it gets, uh, January 14th, I get saved. And now, like, uh, for Vuno South, we weren't meeting physically. So we are doing online. So I, I'm saved, but I don't know where forward. I don't know where to go, where to do. So I started going to different churches, yeah? <sighs> so every church I go to, I'll compare it with Mavuno. Would they do that? No. Would they do that? No. So I was in that space whereby now I'm saved. I've, I've found God, you know? But now I'm confused because all these churches, something doesn't just feel right, you know? Anyway, um... So um, I called Pastor Angie and uh, with her direction and guidance and Pastor Jade, I was able to, uh, oh, before that, God gave me the gift of prophecy. <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> it was total chaos. <laughs> it was total chaos. You know, before, God was telling me to not dress like this, to not do this particular job, to not do that and that. Now he's sending me to people. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> it was chaos. You can imagine God sending you to tell a whole reverend to step down so that somebody else can take up. <laughs> I'm thinking, so Pastor, I remember one day Pastor Angie told me, Vanessa, you know that, that gift that you have, people were stoned in the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> Apparently I didn't read that part in the Bible, you don't still do. Uh, so I'm like, really? She's like, yes, you, you really need to tone it down. You really need to do a lot of prayers. You really need to uh, like tell God whenever he gives you the messages, you need to tell him to give you the opportunity and the wisdom to convey the messages. So me, I was like, babe, babes, you know, like light, right, left, set. It was too much chaos. <laughs> it was too much chaos. So, but with her guidance and prayers, I was able to tone it down. I still do. It, it's toned down now. It wasn't like before, it was like voices. I could just see somebody that I could see everything about you. It was chaos, you know? <laughs> but I, I thank God that that was uh, with her guidance, Pastor Jade's also, Pastor George also played a very big role in that. It was tamed and uh, it's been a blessing, actually. Because that's what Pastor Angie was trying to tell me. It is supposed to be a blessing, you know? But it, it felt like a curse. 
you know, at, at that particular time, it felt like a curse. That was February last year. So come uh, April, I'm sleeping, then God wakes me up in the middle of the night. Like, uh, you, I think some of you know Wariko. She's, uh, right now, she's in Mavunorongai. So God wakes me in the middle of the night, send Wariko money. I'm like, Wariko, why would I be sending Wariko money? You know? I'm like, God, is that you? He's like, yes. Ah, so I go to the washroom, come back, send Wariko money. I tried to call her, she wasn't picking up. Then 5 a.m. in the morning, she sends me a message. So I send her the money, then I send her a text on WhatsApp. I'm like, God asked me to send you money. I don't know why, and I don't ask, but I hope all is well. So 5 a.m., she tries to call, she tries to call me. Then I couldn't, I was asleep by then. So she sends a message. I'm thankful this was my uh, silent prayer. God has answered it. So apparently, Wariko had gone for her best friend's uh, mother. The best friend had lost her mother. So Wariko has, had driven to Meru or Embu, somewhere for the funeral. She didn't have fuel to come back. And she didn't want to tell her friend because, I mean, she was in mourning, yeah? So that was her silent prayer, yeah? So I was like, wow. So this is how it works. So remember that I'm not working. You know, I'm not working, so I'm getting like money from friends and uh, a few family members. So that is the same money that, so I thought that would stop there. I didn't know that it was a whole ministry that I'm still uh, managing up to now. I call myself um, God's accountant because any, any cent that I get is God's because God decides. When I get my salary, I put it on the table, I'm like, God, so what's up? So God is like, pay for Nani house, uh, shop for the other one. So at times I'm left, oh, ever not at times, <laughs> every other time. So I'm left like without any, 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 any amount on my side. But still, I'm, I'm in that space of, wow. God, you're, you're really using me in this, you know? I'm a testimony, I'm in the midst of these testimonies, you know? I'm, I'm being used, I'm, I'm being blessed to be a blessing, like for real, for real, you know? Those of, somebody's praying somewhere, then you are that answer, God is using you to answer this, that particular prayer, you know? And that is their silent prayer. I'm like, wow. God, he really does answer his prayers. Um, my, my second one would be, um, I remember when we resumed in September, my daughter Aisha was sent back for Fizarias. Because by then, in August, we had, I had, we had lost uh, our mom. So my spouse had traveled to Congo. So we, did, we weren't left with much, and I'm not working. So it was a bit of crazy. Uh, our daughter had arrears. We had like two, two girls in KU who were finishing up at the same time. By then, they graduated. They graduated uh, when? 17th of December. It was amazing. <laughs> they did graduate. Yeah, it was amazing. God is really, really faithful. So Aisha was sent back home for his arrears. So I spoke to Pastor Angie. Then uh, after Pastor Angie, I think she spoke to other people. Then there was a need for uh, uh, families who were in the same same situation. But for Aisha, uh, Pastor Angie came through from her own pocket. I was like, wow, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you for seeing. So she came through from her own pocket. I was like, wow. Because I didn't know what else I could have done at that point. Then I remember in November, we had a meeting. Um, it was on 2nd, I think. 2nd of November, we had a meeting for an unplugged team. So while we were in the meeting, my landlady sends a message. This is your arrears. We are, we are tired. You guys should just move out, you know? Or rather, your house is due for foreclosure. I'm thinking now. Pastor Angie paid for my fees. Now, what do I do? Then God says, no, talk to her again. So I go to Pastor Angie again. Pasi, 
nyumba inaenda kufungwa so pasi is like ah, okay so the church loaned me um, cash to pay up to the last cent to pay the arrears and it has been amazing and uh, because i couldn't have i couldn't have because i had got, even gotten a job on uh, first of november but it was a sales job so you are paid according to your sales yeah so there is no way i could have paid that and there is no way also i could have even spoken to the landlady to tell her what because it has been story after story story after story she was like i nimechoka you guys you always come up with something you know and um, at the end of the day you don't pay so uh, the church loaned me the money to pay to pay for their arrears and it has been a great blessing i want to just to encourage anybody out there who is going through uh, whatever situation or season or sp uh, sp the space you are in i want to encourage you that there is a god who answers prayers out here and there is a God who doesn't see you the way you see yourself. I didn't know that God would use me. I had prayed. God used me as a testimony of your greatness. I am a living, walking testimony of God's greatness. From being a Muslim and from being a Muslim, being confused and here I am. I have Holy Spirit in me. And my prayer was, God, whenever I walk anywhere, may you shine through me. May anyone I meet, may they feel your presence through me. And guess what they are? God, God gave me that. Today I'm a testimony of his greatness. Today I'm a servant who serves, who serves him. Today he has, he has brought me from shame to grace. I want to encourage every one of us that there is a God who doesn't see you as anybody else sees you. And uh, lastly, I want to thank uh, the Mavuno community. Before this community, I didn't know how it feels to be on the receiving end because I, I was always the giver. The, I found family in this because otherwise, I don't know how I could have managed, you know? I don't know how I could have managed. I've always been the giver and not. So, but, but in Mavuno South, I'm the receiver. <laughs> I think the greatest one so far. <laughs> but yeah. So I received love. I received support. And I got a family in the process. Thank you very much. Give thanks to the Lord. He is good. His love endures forever. Amen. Pastor Jack. Hi church, how are you doing? Happy New Year, I know time has really gone. Uh, uh, I think if I'd started the first person here, I'll still be speaking. I'll try and keep it short. Uh, there's a lot to say about 2021. Uh, so many challenges, um, especially the last half of the year was quite a challenge for us as a family. We lost uh, so many people. I think almost every other weekend we were traveling to bury somebody. Um, I think all my sisters have lost their fathers-in-law last year, uh, three of them we have. It's just been chaotic uh, in that space. Uh, but in the midst of all those challenges, there have been some great, amazing things that have happened that we thank God for. Uh, my dad uh, celebrated his 90th birthday last year. Uh, yeah, God has just been amazing. He's a great man. We all adore him. He's had uh, numerous serious health challenges. And when COVID came, he's one of the people who are just like, okay, now what do we do? Do we stop going home or what do we do? My dad um, uh, has a pacemaker and an artificial artery. So you're just like, if he catches COVID, he's gone. And even when the vaccines came, his doctor uh, advised against it. 
not that the vaccines are not good but you just don't know what the initial reaction will be and in his condition um, you don't know what it could be and so it means he's vulnerable and he's exposed out there but God has just preserved him and taken care of him there have been so many scares around him uh, nephews and nieces around him who've gotten sick but he has not like um, so um, he earlier on in like 2018 2019 he was in and out of hospital ever since the surgery which was major very major and uh, a gamble also he's never been to hospital it's just going to see his doctor uh, and it's amazing because he's diabetic with uh, blood pressure issues but now he's gotten to a point where he consumes food with everybody else no special diet anymore and he's good at that age so that's something we really do celebrate yeah uh, myself uh, I also have so many things I think people who are in the Thursday prayer group and in my life group and in my circles I've been praying about my studies like it's been a constant feature in the prayers yeah um, I was supposed to have finished earlier, things happened, I sort of put it on the side. Then when, when I restarted, COVID came, disrupted things. Uh, yeah, so things just went the way they went. Uh, but now I'm glad I am back, I'm on course. I have uh, a final uh, written thesis now, I'm waiting for university to reopen so my supervisor can append his signature and we submit it formally for examination and i'm really really excited about it yeah um let me just squeeze in one or two others yeah i serve here with uh, pastor angie pastor nick and jed and the uh, other team here in mavuno south uh but also on the side, um, I also have my own uh, interest in uh, areas of uh, uh, economics, applied economics, development economics, and all that. And I prayed to God to look for avenues for me to be able to exercise my skill and expertise and all that in that area. Um, and 2021 was just an amazing year when things were slowing down, when people were laying off. I got an opportunity to be part of two very big uh, research projects uh, um, here in Nairobi, but they are part of larger projects in other spaces, uh, in other geographies. And they are just amazing, one with the university in the UK, one in, with the university in South Africa. The one with the UK university just came to an end formally in November. And then in December, when I'm just chilling, I get a call from somebody from a different university in the UK as well. And he said he was talking to a friend of his who had been part of the project and they've been running something here in Nairobi and they've had challenges, especially because of the travel restrictions and all that. And he was like, we are in the middle of the project, but we want, we're looking for somebody to step in and sort this for us. And uh, you came in highly recommended. And so if you're interested, we could work with you. And so I'm asking questions, all this, and the guy says, timelines, we start January 3rd. Uh, if you're game, let's do it. And yeah, so just because of that, it has opened uh, opportunities for engagement again. Uh, 
And one last uh, testimony is in the middle of the pandemic when people are not traveling, God provided an opportunity for a holiday to the U.S. Um, yeah, so traveling challenges were there. I remember tickets were booked a little bit earlier and then uh, for some reason, and this is not me, I never really checked to see, you know, things change very fast. So restrictions change, requirements change. So I had a ticket via Amsterdam and then I go to the airport and I am told, yeah, two days ago, the United States stopped uh, transit through Europe and the entire of the European Schengen area so you can't board not unless you're an American or you're a diplomat and it's the middle of the night I'm like what do I do now <laughs> so they're like uh, so you have to change your travel plans um, and probably travel direct uh, via KQ on KQ to New York and then connect to wherever you are going and I remember it was on a Sunday and KQ flights to New York are not every day and they tell me the next flight is on Tuesday, but it's fully booked. You'll have to wait until Thursday. I'm like, but I am attending a wedding somewhere very far from New York. If I arrived in New York on Friday or even on Thursday, I wouldn't make it for the Friday wedding. So I'm like, it doesn't help me. So um, I went back home and I am talking to my friends to figure, we figure out what happens. Uh, so I get home, it's around 3 a.m. And the following day morning, we try to figure out alternatives. And I think I managed to get a ticket at around uh, 1, 2 p.m. the following day for a 6 p.m. travel. And I sort of, I just literally grabbed my bags and left to the airport because Mombasa Road was also chaotic at that point, yeah. And so this trip, I could talk for 10 hours about it just because of the amazing big and small things that happened yeah so um because of the last minute uh i i made so many changes and so my first port of arrival was dallas and i'm in dallas it's just like an hour or so after my arrival and there was a pandemonium at the airport like a fight and it's about race you know a race issue it, it was a covid issue became a race issue and i'm just there a black person <laughs> and i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah but yeah things uh, things stand out very well uh from small from big favors to small favors like going to a starbucks and uh, my breakfast being paid for and uh, uh, visiting a friend uh, and he's proposing some things that I should do and then he asks me if I have a car I'm like but I'm just visiting the US where do I get a car <laughs> yeah. and then my friend who was hosting me says tells him we will have to we, I'll, I'll rearrange my day and make it uh, so I can be available for him for two days and he's like no two days is too much time for you to take off work so it's like, I'll, I'll sort it, I'll fi we'll figure it, something. So at the end of, the, uh, of our visit in his house, he takes us to his garage, yeah, uh, to look at, to, like he has a collection of, like the cars, yeah. Yeah, so we go around, in my mind, I'm like, he's just gonna give me one of his, like, uh, 
small little things yeah uh, <laughs> and so he gets he gets keys to a car and he's like try this car like it's really nice yeah try it yeah and it's a brand new ferrari yeah yeah and so yeah so i'm like the guy <laughs> so my thinking is like he just wants me to try it out but he's gonna give me another one because he has like six cars in his garage yeah yeah and then we see others we see others we try them out and then he we, we come to a Porsche Cayenne and he's like this is my everyday car I'm like <laughs> your everyday car yeah then we wrap it up and he, we go back he we go back to the ferrari and he says okay i'd like to have like you to have this you can use it for two days it has enough fuel if uh, you need this a card fuel card in the compartment you yeah like that's for you so i think that was big like i'm i'm just visiting i don't even have an american driver's license i have a kenyan license they drive on the different side of the road. Like when you think about all these things, and then uh, when we go home, my horse is the one who made it even sink in for me. He's like, that guy must really trust you. So I'm like, why? He's like, you know, people don't give their cars just like that. So, and I'm like, why? He says, you know, even our insurance here is very different. You pay insurance based on who is driving your car. Yeah. So if an accident happens and somebody else who is not listed with the insurance, the insurance won't pay and they will surcharge the owner. So it's like he's very bold for him and very trusting for him to have given you his car that is really brand new. So I'm just like, okay, wow, yeah. Yeah, and God just gave many amazing, like there are stories after stories. I remember when I was coming back, I went to do the COVID test yeah uh at a covid test center and so testing is very available if you just want to know your status or you've been in close contact you go to a test get tested they sent you on sms and that's it but when you want uh, the prescribed test for travel it's very expensive so i remember i went to the city of la for to a test center and the bill was coming to around $159. That's around 16,000, yeah. It's not small money, yeah. So uh, I'm there, we are chatting with this guy and then they have this tap and go machine and my card didn't go through. And so they had to bring like the old school for pin and chip. And as we are waiting for guy, somebody to bring it, uh, this guy who was attending to me picks up the phone and talks to somebody in Spanish. And this guy comes back with his uh, machine. He's picked my card. He's waiting for you, him to process. And he just says, give him back his card. I'm like, what's going on? And he says, you know what? You're lucky. The city of LA will pay for you. Thank you for visiting. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. One last one. Who is your boy? I... I, I one last one or one more yeah so um i had crazy travel all over the place some of it just because of logistical reason but some of it because my friends suggested it's like like i remember one guy was like where where would you really want to go like what place you've heard of 
you want to go and i just said okay people talk of vegas all the time and she's like okay on your way to la from chicago you can go to you can pass by la uh, you can pass by vegas and just enjoy yeah so i remember one morning i'm catching a flight from detroit to chicago uh, and then i will connect to las vegas then eventually go to los angeles and so i'm at the airport in detroit and i am using spirit airlines it's a low cost no frills airline where even your baggage you pay for everything and so i had a lot quite a bit of luggage and so this guy who is checking me in uh, tells me i can see you have quite a number of stops in the next couple of days yeah so he's like you're gonna be charged almost the same for the luggage for each trip you make then he's like if you don't need all these things we, you can rearrange and only have one bag that you move around with. And then we check in this, uh, all this other luggage directly to LA and you will pick them up the day you arrive and it will save you. I'm like, that was so kind of him yeah, to do that for me. Like it saved me quite a couple of thousands just by that simple act. So. I really appreciate and one last this one is now the last for real the last uh, so I said as a family we've had so many challenges two of my brothers have been sick uh, one it's just a mysterious illness that we can we can't really figure out what it is um, he's gone through all medical examination he's seen a psychiatrist and all that but they are saying medically they, there's really nothing wrong with him but he just stopped functioning, uh, a very active, energetic person. He just became like he'd lost it and things weren't good. And it got us really worried. And then my big brother, uh, who is like our father to us, and he stepped in uh, like strongly in that role of a father figure, complimenting my dad, who's now old with medical uh, challenges. Yeah, so my brother is a really nice person, a really good man, has a big heart, yeah. Uh, he goes to church, he's a believer, but he's, he, I didn't, we didn't see that side of him of being that believer who even believes in miracle healing and laying of hands and all that. And so after all this one day, he's just like, you know what, maybe we should seek like a spiritual intervention for our brother. and. He goes to look for a bishop um, to come and pray for my brother and to lay hands on him. And he says, like, my faith as little as it is. And I have sisters who are pastors, who are deacons and all that. But he's like, you pray wherever you are. Let me take this action even where I am. And he takes my brother to this bishop and they pray for my brother and like suddenly there has just been a turnaround in my brother's uh, uh, life. He still sees a doctor, they are still treating this uh, mysterious thing, but I think that act of just praying for him has meant a lot because now you can pick a call and have a conversation with him. Previously you could not. When he's on the phone, he's just telling you things you don't even understand. 
but now he makes he demands to make a call like yesterday I was with my big brother and he called us to wish us a happy new year and we had a great conversation but my big brother as well uh, just towards the end of 2020 beginning of 2019 uh, 2021 started having all manner of health challenges that they couldn't figure out and at some point midway in the year uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer and i think that was just a big blow for us because like the person who is the stability of the family now seeing him down and weak and all that yeah um now managing uh, an institution where he heads and his own health and the everybody else was just a big challenge and we are running around people we are losing people in the family yeah i think at some point we had a conversation and he said he feels that the next step for him is probably just to take uh, some little break uh, break from work and his term at the institution was coming to an end uh, he was eligible for a second term and he said he's thought about it and he feels he's going to step down and not seek a second term um and he spoke that to his council who had other uh, ideas and they decided to give him a second term without an interview uh um and you are like we will figure out if you need rest we will figure out and so my brother has been on uh rest uh, for the last uh, two months uh beginning uh, november to seek treatment um and so he will still be on rest until end of this month and i keep going with him to the hospital i keep talking to his doctors frequently and we are amazed at the progress he has made and the cancer is disappearing and the doctors still hold like a 99.9% chance and they're like it's he's gonna be well this thing is going away and we prayed against um, like adverse side effects he has not had those crazy side effects he still has his energies on yeah yeah and we are thankful to god for the great things he's doing amen Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Uh, good afternoon. Oof, I didn't want to share, but after everybody has shared, I felt the need to share. 2021 for me was, hmm, it was good. Starting, uh, when 2021 was starting, I was in another job that we all can say it was toxic and my prayer was i need to move and i kept telling god i want to move from this job so i wrote it down when 2021 i said i need a new job by january then january came no job so i in june i wrote it down again i said this is the last month i need another job so in my other job we used to be there was no off time i used to work uh, the whole week Uh, Sundays was my only off and I couldn't do a lot of things and also had to work on public holidays so I wrote down that for my next job I don't want to work on Saturdays and I don't want to work on public holidays I want leave days and I wrote all these things and I want a double salary so and I don't know how I'm going to get that job and I pray that even for the interview I'm not asked uh, 
questions zingine zenye al maybe i won't answer correctly so i remember i sent my friend a friend of mine my cv and then my friend sent his friend my cv and then that friend sends now my current boss my cv so he, he called me for an interview on a wednesday so when i was doing the interview i was doing it like he has already employed me so he was like i'll send you a contract on monday at this time you sign it get it back to me and then we'll start the, the other month now the other month was in october so on that monday he sent me a contract and i remember my former boss calling me like you me i'm going to fire you there's nothing you're doing for me so i remember talking to god and telling god you you know what i'm going through in this job so i pray that i'm just leaving this job and i pray that i will leave but sita chana madharau that nitatoka tu hapa with with all the good intentions and nothing against anyone so come october i started a new job and i got the double salary i got the hours that i needed i i'm not working on saturdays on public holidays i got leave days and the work is good the environment is conducive and I thank God. I felt like if I want to mention that testimony, people will be we know your testimony and for me that was it for me and also for my dad. If you know me, you know my dad is my biggest prayer item. Uh his kidneys have failed. So he usually does dialysis uh, every twice a week. And during COVID, we were like please God help him not to contract covid because of his health issues. He has diabetes, blood pressure. So we prayed that may he not get sick already is already sick but he got covid but uh, it wasn't that severe he wasn't hospitalized because even after the they tested him and found he had covid he was released the same day because he had he didn't have symptoms or anything but he came home but because of that situation because of covid one of his veins they collapsed and that was his portal for dialysis so they had to find another way so it had to be on his neck which that one can kill him at any time in case there is a blood clot so our prayer was he gets surgery and gets uh, the other hand that the surgery so i remember we prayed uh, during the 4am uh, prayers and NHIF approved he got the uh, the surgery now he's recovering so i believe this January they're going to start using that portal and the fact that he has made it to another year with with his condition we just thank God so give thanks give, to the Lord his good his love endures forever amen our God answers prayers i want to announce that we have we're, we're starting a fast tomorrow amen, amen. you guys are not looking me in the eye We are starting a fast tomorrow 21 day fast on liquid only if you are medically able to do so and so we're going to be praying for 21 days uh inviting God to move in our lives. So this is um my posture when I come into this season because when I hear these testimonies of people everyone most people have said I prayed and God answered, right? Let's pray and invite God to move. My posture right now is I want to abide in his presence and then everything I ask for he will already have answered it um really and i just want to abide and say god be with me bless my family may I, like pastor jed says know that i am favored of the lord already and so this is my posture this year to say lord my dependence is on you fully and so we'll be praying uh, and fasting for 21 days um 
talk about this in your life group or your discipleship group and discuss what it will be like for each and every one of you because all of us are at different levels. So for some of you, if you have a medical uh, thing, you may be doing soups or you may be fasting six to six or um, missing. I know like Winnie, I think his she's got a baby. She's fasting from something wheat, I think. I think that's the thing. Daniel fast. She's doing a Daniel fast. So just to say, what is it that you're going to do that suits you in the season that you're in? But let's all engage in prayer. And we'll be meeting at 4.30 a.m. to pray together for one hour. It's possible. Oh. So we'll do it to psych each other up. And this is how I know half your prayer requests. Because we spend time together uh, in prayer at 4.30 a.m. And then I always see God in you whenever I see the stories. In fact, my testimony is being a, a, it's a privilege. I thank God for the privilege of being a pastor of a community and that I get to see God in action almost every day. You guys come to me with your prayer requests. I feel like I do the least thing, which is I just go to the Father and say, God, help them. And then when I hear the story, I'm like, imagine God lives. He's alive. Um, and he answers prayers. And I get encouraged day in and day out when I hear these testimonies and they spur me on to trust God for bigger things and so my, my approach right now is bold prayers I think Michelle had been sharing with us towards the end of the prayers in the, in the 430 a.m. prayers about how Elijah prayed after the battle on the mountain because there was a battle and then uh, he went and knelt down and said God bring because there was a, what's it called? A, what's it called? Famine, is that it? in the land and he prayed God for rain and he sent his, the guy to look for the sign of the cloud and then the guy came back and said there's a small cloud the sign of a fist and the guy got up by faith and took off and said a rain is coming and I'm like that's what I want this fast to be about I want to come to God with big requests but when I hear your testimony what I'm telling God is a, storm, a rain, a big storm is coming the Lord is going to answer my prayer quickly and when it comes it will come like a flood so that I can be like Jack and come and say I drove a Ferrari <laughs> gosh hey! I'm like my God is going to do things like that for me amen that I will be favored by random people uh, that, they, that the city of LA will pay for you I'm like oh, what stories are these I love Jack because he always has these sizzling tails uh, in fact I'm always like I, I've not seen him for two weeks I'm like God let's go eat nyama you tell me the tales of your life um, because he always has tales of how God has been faithful to him. And God will be faithful to us. Amen. It is a privilege that we have being brothers and sisters in the kingdom. I want to invite you to stand to your feet so that I may pray for us even as we close this session. God is doing something even in the small things, in small ways, and he's working amongst us. God is working amongst us. There is a growing dissatisfaction with the present state of things in our lives and in the country. There's an anxiety that has led us into a space of or needing God. With the current cold that is there in the country, we are all anxious about taking our children back to school. We're stressed about what will we find the school fees uh, or about our businesses. Uh, people are asking themselves, what must we do for things to change? And the thing that must be done is for us to come together and believe God in prayer together. Amen? I want to encourage you to join us in prayer. The greatest revivals in the world happened when people across the world got together and prayed and sought God like seriously. There are stories of people in a city who said, God, if you do not use us, then we will die. And because of that, revival started. This is how Billy Graham's also revivals. He had a, a desperation for God. 
And so there are men and women, all our churches across the world, which is 30 churches of Mavuno churches, will all be fasting and praying together for 30 and 5, from 4.30 to 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Do you think God won't answer? He will. Me, what I tell God is, even if I wake up, I've just rolled off the bed. Most times I have. I tell the Lord, imagine you will not pass me by. You won't. You will not pass me by. And that's my posture. I am desperate for God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much because these things that we have had, the testimonies that we have had, have shown us how you exist. It's not just the God of Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but you are the God who lives in Linda. You are the God who has spoken through Mike. You are the God of Jack. You are God of Pastor Jade. You, God, are able to answer me today. And so by faith, Father, we come and we want to posture ourselves for what you're doing this year, 2022. And we want to posture ourselves to abide in you, to abide in your presence. And so, Father, even as we deny ourselves over the next 21 days, we invite you, Father, to speak loudly and audibly to us. We invite you to move so much in our lives that we will be in awe of who our God is. And because of the testimonies that we have had, because of how you have opened doors and granted people favor that they needed no interview, how you have granted people babies, how you have established people in workplaces, how you have strengthened people's bones to be awake, how you have healed people. Father, we are asking that you would do the same for us. We are asking Asking that you'd speak to us like you did Vanessa. Speak loudly and audibly to us in this season. Father, we are asking that you would strengthen us like you have Sue. We are asking for babies like Des. We are asking for favor with men like Des in a situation where it is just, uh, you know, tormenting. Father, that even that person will become my greatest strength. Father, we are asking that you would move in our lives in a mighty way. And so we come to you in this season boldly and then we wait with expectation for you to move in our lives, for you to move in this church, in this family. And Father, I wait with expectation because our God is alive. Our God is alive. Our God is alive. Our God is alive. And so we are expectant of you in Mavuno South to show up. We are expectant of you to walk into our day, into our situations, into our lives and show up. And Father, we are excited to see what it is that you will do. I praise you with everything that is within me. I bless your children with the love of God, the blessing of God, the favor of God, and the strength to believe you for what it is that you have desired for each and every one of us. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say, Amen, amen and amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have a blessed week. See you next Sunday. <laughs>